All right, yo, 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 what is up, world? And hola, everybody. This is Koda Hogmakovich coming back to you for Koda Comedy Nightly. We on we did not do an episode last night because I did Benny's podcast, and I hope you guys have watched that. But today we are starting our first real interview, the first real episode of the podcast. I'm going to bring to you a comedian all the way from Chicago, Mr. Andy Fitz. Hey, what up, Coda? Man, I appreciate you having me on, bro. Hey, what up, man? Definitely, definitely, man. Andy is a comic that has moved from Chicago to Vegas now. How long you been here, man? Uh, it's going to be three years in September. Three years now, man. How long you been doing comedy? Uh, it's gonna. I guess it's gonna be like nine years. Yeah, man. nine years in October. That's long as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell, it's been longer since you've been alive. <laughs> Almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I really admire about Andy, and the reason why I chose him to be my first uh, guest on this podcast after my two background episodes is because he has a very, very interesting uh, story. He is, uh, and not only is he a great comic, but he brings positivity through his comedy, and he's actually was diagnosed with uh, HIV. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And he spreads awareness and uh, awareness and positiveness through his comedy and i really admire that and i'm very and i admire that he could stay positive about such a dark situation and make light out of it and talk about that and how you do all that oh man well uh i appreciate that that intro you know um I was like, uh, like you said, I was born with it. So, uh, you know, my mom used to always tell me, uh, my mom also had it too. She, um, she got it from a bisexual partner and he didn't tell her, you know, that he had it or whatever. So she ended up getting it. And then, uh, I guess giving me the virus from, uh, you know, the birth canal or whatever. Exactly. So, um, I, I remember, uh, growing up, she would always tell me, Hey, you know, uh, this is in preschool. She was like, don't tell your friends um you know that you're sick or whatever she she was kind of embarrassed that we both had it so she just kind of wanted to act as if we didn't have it at all so as I grew up and after my mom passed away in uh, 98 uh I, I just always thought like why am I keeping this thing a secret you know like there's plenty of people with the same exact thing going through the same thing that I'm going through you know and I feel like I can make this taboo situation not so taboo like we need to talk about it anyway exactly exactly and uh i'm glad that you are bringing light out of this situation and i believe you are helping you're probably helping other people in your audiences cope with their problems along the way because you never know there might be somebody with the same thing um in your audience or uh, through social media, something like that. And I really admire that. It's almost like you're doing charity work. Yeah. And, you know, not only is comedy fun, it's, uh, it keeps you, it keeps your brain active. It keeps you, it helps you cope with your problems. Oh, and definitely. that's why I love the art of comedy. You know, um, you know, it's funny you say that. Cause like, um, for years, um, I, I 
face of depression, you know, especially having HIV and, you know, especially around like Mother's Day, you know, I, I never had the mom to celebrate, you know, Mother's Day with. And once I brought um, what I call my keeping it positive movement um, to life, then I was able to kind of cope with uh, HIV a little bit more and actually uh, it, it don't bother me as much because I'm able to talk about it, you know, because we, we like to bottle things in so much that it's almost kind of releasing, you know. Exactly. Some people think it's crazy on how much of an open book you are. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're fully open, no pages torn out. Nothing. You know, and that's that's what I really like about you and admire about you. And you came in. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is you came in second place, was it, at Tickle Me Comedy Competition, correct? Uh, I believe so, yeah. That's That's great, man. How was it like competing in the competition uh i remember i i competed with uh bruce billy bob born winner jackson whatever his name <laughs> he got such a long title and uh, he was one of the people <laughs> i competed with and uh i can't remember who won but i think we both had tied for second and this was the first day that uh he actually decided to do stand-up comedy so like you know even, what i find crazy man you say what uh, you know what i find crazy man what's that Billy Bob decided to do comedy and compete in his own fucking competition. That's true. <laughs> so you want to talk about rig? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. He almost but... won his own spot. Right. Like... <laughs> right. Put $50 back in his own pocket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was good. You know, uh, I, I missed uh, having uh, the comedy club there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I more so do it for, you know, the awareness uh, aspect of my comedy, you know, I, I'm not really into trying to get into multiple competitions and stuff like that. Like my, yeah, my biggest thing is that, you know, my, as I said, my mom uh, died from it because she was embarrassed that she had it and she never talked about it. So like, I know there are millions of people that feel the same way. So I'm like, let me use my comedy to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that, man. You're, you're spreading awareness. You're spreading positivity throughout the world like i was saying man sure. and i like i'm not a competitive comic either but when it comics uh, competitions bring a lot of exposure and that exposure leads sure. to bigger things yeah. where you could reach out to more people and it's great that you were able to do that yeah. you know it, reach out to more and more people and wasn't that the first comedy club you performed at or the first comedy club in vegas or something like that uh no actually the first comedy club i performed at was uh uh, Urban Lounge, um, and it was crazy because that was also the first time that I ever did uh, material on HIV, and so um, it, it, and it was crazy because it was an all-black audience, and uh, black people, we do not like talking about certain things that seem taboo to black culture, so yes. as I was doing my jokes, like, everybody just looked like deer in headlights, you know, and so uh, I was just like, no, y'all, y'all gonna listen to my material. I wrote... <laughs> I wrote this stuff down and worked on it hard. And whether y'all going to like it or not, it's going to get done. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, some people may think it's so crazy that you have such a dark situation and Mm. you're not so sensitive about it. You know, that that such an open book about it. Like I have situations where I'm, uh, where I'm not sensitive at all. You know, like I I talk about certain situations Mm -hmm. on stage too that a lot of people uh, don't usually like to talk about. You know, I, I never knew my real dad. 
right. uh, you know, shit like that, uh, getting hate from the comedy community and stuff like that. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to talk about is what is your take on the the I know a lot of the open micers here in Vegas have a little a lot of a lot of the Vegas comedy scene is based on what clique you're in. How mm-hmm. do you feel about their clique mentality and how much hatred is in this scene? Like well, to to preserve my name, I ain't gonna you know talk about the cliques or anything like that. However, I will say that you know comedy just in general is uh and most places uh, us against them mentality. And exactly. with with me, I'm not that type of comedian. Uh, I I just believe in uh working. You know, uh, to me, yeah. comedy is about making your audience laugh. It's no drama exactly. that's how i feel too it's just all about making the people laugh spread right so when you add you know your own personal drama of another comedian into a show that you know tarnishes the show you know that affects the audience because they they exactly. don't know about your your drama and they don't care you know they they came to a comedy show to laugh exactly you know nobody wants to hear your shit yeah it, basically what it is and you know, I like like I said, it's really it's not about it with comedy. It's not about your past. It's not about this or that or him or her. It's about being funny and spreading laughter throughout the world and making yeah. the world a better place through comedy. Exactly. And, exactly. And you know, I and I really like that you feel the same way. And I'm glad that you had the same opinion and same take on that because yeah. it, that is what's important in comedy. Yeah. You know, that, that's really what's important in life in general, too. You know, just spreading positivity throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and damn, this dog does not stop drinking. Shit. <laughs> did, did you hear the dog drinking out the water bowl? I, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker is thirsty as shit. I'm going to move his bowl real quick. That's a Vegas dog for you. <laughs> that's, that's a Vegas dog. Dude, this dog is so lazy. He'll move from one bed to the other bed. He'll and he'll shit in the room. He won't go downstairs. Like he's so lazy, bro. He's so that sound lazy. like me during this quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's another thing I want to talk about. How has this uh quarantine been affecting you and your situation and your comedy? Uh, many ways it has affected. Um I was uh, actually next month. I had a gig in Alabama for a HIV uh, organization, nonprofit organization, and you know it, it, they was about to fly me in. Uh, had a hotel booked and everything. And I was ready for it. Um, I was going to be the host for that. Um, then I had a, a gig in Atlanta that I was getting ready. I had a gig in LA. It, it was. I was really starting to you know uh, uh, you know how I say it? light a fire with this thing. You know. Yeah, you're- was starting to take off. Yeah, you were were starting to get national. You're starting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I'm also having that situation right now. Yeah, and then like you know, you know, my thing is my biggest thing is the awareness thing. So I'm trying to talk about HIV and AIDS, and everybody's all, "Oh, coronavirus." I'm like, well, I guess now HIV and AIDS don't sound so scary now, does it? That's yeah. I feel like it's gonna back up a little bit. You know, yeah. worried about the coronavirus. It, you yeah. know, it's just crazy. You know, I mm-hmm. I feel 
like the virus is so I, I feel like this whole quarantine thing is just stupid it, you know it's just like it, it, I get it if you have health risk or if you're old then don't go outside you know quarantine those people but yeah. why should everybody else have to suffer you know as long as you wash your hands you wear your it, your mask and you know you, you well, just I, be conscious I, about it I won't say it's stupid, but because uh, there's a comedian, I won't mention his name because I don't know if he want his business out there, but I know there's a comedian around my age that um, had the coronavirus or COVID-19, um, had to go to the hospital and everything for it. So I, I, I see the the point of keeping everybody in. And, you know, my mother-in-law just got home last week from it you know, after being in the hospital for two weeks. So I, I see the point and it's definitely something to really take seriously, but you know, the thing is, we, we all got to kind of do our part and making sure that everybody stays safe because yeah, there's a bunch of people out there trying to protest and with no masks, they're kind of defeating the purpose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And one thing I've been seeing, like my mom works in restaurants mm-hmm. and the restaurants are allowing their employees to wear masks mm. because they want people to scare away customers. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I think that should be against the law, because how do you expect these people to be out breaking quarantine and not protecting themselves? Like, yeah, definitely like, protect yourself if you're going to be out, you know, and if we do bring this back, I still say protect yourself, be cautious of it. Yeah. But, you know, still, even if the, uh, like if they don't find a cure, but they open up the public still still be cautious, but don't go panicking. about. It. Yeah, definitely. Wash your hands. Listen, I got I got like uh, three or four more rolls of toilet paper. So <laughs> I ran out. I ran oh, out. Come on, breaking your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah I. Right. <laughs> we got that top latch. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm Mexican. I'm a small Mexican. I'll call to you. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all know how to. Uh, I, I can say this because my best friend Mexican. Y'all know how to get in any type of way. <laughs> oh yeah, we. Hey, We'll dig up. Well, I'll dig under the carpet. Like, damn, I didn't know there was a door behind the dryer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, motherfucker, we snuck into an entire, to a whole ass country. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we could do to your house? <laughs> touche, touche. Exactly, yeah. And it's just like, uh, damn, I forgot what the fuck I was saying. I was too busy laughing, shit. Uh, <laughs> we talking about toilet paper or some shit <laughs> oh yeah yeah man i the stores I, i've seen the stores starting to get stocked back up on certain things mm-hmm. toilet paper is not fucking one of them no yeah no. Toilet paper and pasta have been out of the stores like <laughs> it's such a weird combination but that's what it is you know for the first time in like 22, well, let me say 25 years or so, I wiped my ass with a baby wipe. Yeah. And that shit did not feel pleasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know where you come from. <laughs> I know where you come from, man. You know, I here's what I don't get with everybody panicking and grabbing a bunch of stuff is, like, I get food, I get water, but why toilet paper? Yeah, yeah. Why toilet paper? Like, I've heard some people saying it's because the like the the rapids in the Saran Rapids in is from China, I guess. But like then, why don't they make the individual rolls? You know, just the with the paper on them. 
Yeah. I just I'm just not getting the whole toilet paper craze. Like you listen, know, I got I'm sitting right next to a green screen right now. If I run out of toilet paper, hey. <laughs> <laughs> At least you won't be able to tell us uh second. <laughs> it haven't been used. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just crazy. And with the mm-hmm. that are panicking grabbing all this shit, they're panicking about the coronavirus and they don't want to get it, but putting yourself in a crowded Costco with hundreds and hundreds of people is just going to yeah. bring your risk even higher. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Like, uh, you know, have you been running around to all the stores and stuff lately or no? Man, listen, I, I'm, I grew up in the hood of Chicago, but once I moved out here, I moved to Henderson, uh, Nevada. If anybody don't know, that's the South suburb of Vegas. Yeah. And, uh, Henderson bougie and I became a little bougie so I, I hire other people to, to you say what Henderson's bougie as long as you're not an old Henderson yeah yeah that's why so like yeah. me and my wife we 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 do the Walmart delivery and have somebody else do our, oh, <laughs> our grocery yeah, shopping that's, for that's another idea Walmart delivers uh that's I just found that out I, I did not know Walmart delivers shit uh-huh and, the- and every time they come deliver, uh, we we uh, spray everything down and wipe it down with a uh, napkin and everything like that. Yeah, damn, yeah, I had no idea. I know Walmart did pickup, but I didn't know they did yeah. a delivery. Service. They deliver. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That's some real crazy shit. Wow. Walmart deliver. Walmart. I only do the. It's basically like Uber for your uh, for your groceries. Exactly. It's like it's like Postmates. For- <laughs> Yeah, well, that's called Postmates, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'm old as shit now. <laughs> like Uber for you, girls. That's Postmates, motherfucker. <laughs> Man. You say postcards. I, I haven't yeah. seen a postcard in, in all her stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to bounce back to on how the gigs were canceled that when you were going national. The same sure. thing has happened to me, actually. Uh, as you know, I've won the Keenan Thompson experience here in Vegas. Right, congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks, thanks again, man. And uh, I won at Jimmy Kimmel's, and then I was gonna do a, the second round in LA, and then mm-hmm. I was gonna do the finale or the third round in New York City, and I was gonna go Gee. with uh, to Saturday Night Live and all this shit and perform on Broadway and have like three paid days in uh, New York and all this shit, and uh, I was gonna have Netflix come look at me in LA. Uh, shit, the stars were in alignment and wow, everything cancels. You know, I literally just got yeah. an email that they canceled this, sh- that they just canceled it, they didn't even postpone it anymore. You know, wow, I, I, I just wish they would have even just kept the LA show, but I see where they're coming from. They're like, well, if we uh keep this show and these kids win, there's no way to get them in New York because New York's pretty bad right now, yeah, with the coronavirus. And, yeah, you know, it's just crazy on how this is happening. And so many people are being affected by this. And hopefully it'll get better soon. And hopefully we get these gig back, gigs back and stuff like that. And yeah, um, I know you do news as well. You do the news, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that been working? Do you do you work from home with the news or are, are the reporters uh, recording themselves or? Are you still going? To- uh, so my my job is a uh, studio tech. Um, right. So basically, I'm a camera operator, 
uh, help around the studio, whatever the case is. Um, what else do I do? Teleprompter, all that stuff, you know, floor direct. And so when the coronavirus stuff happened, um, we had the anchor start, um, you know, doing their shift from home or whatever. So they'll have the camera or whatever. So occasionally I'll uh, go to their house with the camera or, uh, uh, what else would I do? Uh, we got the meteorologist that I'll, you know, take the camera off to the park with her and do that. And, you know, so I, I've been pretty good, pretty blessed so to still like have my job. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You're Uber with the camera, Andy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Postmates for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Postmates for the camera, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh you know, I know you auditioned for America's Got Talent, and how mm-hmm. I, I've auditioned multiple times. How many times have you auditioned? I've auditioned six damn times. Ten? <laughs> six. Oh, six. And man, it's been ten years. <laughs> they literally they watch me grow up. <laughs> give them the saddest of them all, and then they say our stories are too dark. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that well, you know what I'm, I'm not gonna bring that part up, but um, there there is a comedian I'm not gonna say any names or anything who has a disability, and oddly enough, um, he uh did a few of my jokes, and just kind of switched it around. Oh shit! I'm not gonna say what season, but I, I kind of noticed that, and I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> oh shit! On America, so, I let I let the listeners. I mean, I, I'm not gonna try to you know. Yeah. You know uh, throw anybody under the bus, but I kind of noticed. I'm like, huh, this is also the same year that I, or the same year before I auditioned. And then all of a sudden, I hear jokes that I've wrote on the show. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wish all comedians well, but you know, that's uh, anybody that's not a comedian, that's kind of a no no. Yeah, steal, stealing jokes joke. is just the low. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's pretty fucking low. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. If you if you're not in comedy, that's pretty low. Like that's like jerking the jerking off to your crush's picture. Like it's fucking low, you know. And uh, it man, Code, is that what you've been doing during quarantine? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying it's fucking low. <laughs> I know you're going through puberty and all that. <laughs> no, but... Hey, if anybody I don't watch- know, Coda, Coda is a 42 year old sophomore in high school. <laughs> like. <laughs> this is the oldest teenager I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody keeps saying I've been like 15 for 10 fucking years and shit. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you're going to be the oldest all that member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, I, I have internet. I, I go on the website. <laughs> I hope no federales come after me under that shit. Right. But right. yeah, no, I'm just saying that's like that's some low shit. And man, they did it on the show. That I yeah. take that as a slap in the face. Yeah, I even showed my wife. I was like, look, listen to these jokes. Did that sound familiar? I, I think I know who you're talking about, but we, we ain't gonna name him. I, yeah, we ain't we ain't gonna mention names because you know I, I'm not at his level yet. So <laughs> we gonna wait. Just wait till Koda Bankovich on his tour. We gonna we gonna make some shit happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, all right. We kind of run the clock here. I'm going to go to commercial like Oprah. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with episode uh, four. Um, and thanks, Andy, for coming on, man. We'll see you later.
Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. All right, have a great night, bro. All right, man. Hey, follow me, Andy Feds Comedy. All right, hear that, people. <laughs> Andy Feds Comedy. And what what should we name? I'm going to let my guest name the episode. What do you want to name this episode? Uh, shoot, I don't even know. Um, Coda, uh, old is all that member with uh, HIV comedian. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that sounds good. <laughs> We're gonna call it old is all that member <laughs> HIV comedian. All right, man. There you go. <laughs> we'll see you later. All right, man. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>